0: Welcome to the Ashley Webster Experience. Special guest today, we have Mike Plant. He is president and CEO of the Atlanta Braves Development Company. Do I have that right, Mike? Correct, you do. That's a heck of a title. It is. And there's a lot going on with the Atlanta Braves these days. Not only have they had a great season, they're in the playoffs, and who knows where that's going, but they have this whole new development. Um, When I lived in Nashville, I used to go down to Atlanta a lot, as I was telling you, and uh, Turner Field. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a infamous place. It's I say infamous. Famous. I don't want to say infamous. Um, but for so long you were at Turner Field. Why did you make the move to SunTrust
1: Park? So I, I have a, uh, a connection through the Olympic Games with Turner Field because it was the Olympic Stadium for the 96 Games and I was right. on the board for seven years um, and cert, you know certainly saw great Olympic champions and gold medals won there and then it was one of the great stories of, of yeah. then transferring that stadium into a and modifying it over a six-month period into a, a new baseball stadium for us. And right. we were there for 20 years, tons of history, great memories, yeah. won, won championships yep. there. Uh, but we got to a point where we were about four four years in 2011 from our lease that was going to expire. Mm-hmm. Like any 20-year-old facility, it needs some capital infrastructure, some improvements. We didn't own it. The city did and sat down with the mayor and said, look, we, we want to do more than just 81 hopefully 91 games a year right. Here We want to build right. a destination. We want to transform this area instead of a ballpark in just 40 acres of parking lot. And long story short, over a period of time, we, we made more steps backwards than forwards and so ended up pursuing another opportunity and really kind of pulled a miracle out with uh, our relationship with Cobb County.
0: And, yeah, I was going to say, Cobb County, you now have the Battery Atlanta, Correct. Um, which is not only the ballpark, it's a lot of other... Uh, entities in this space. Explain to me.
1: Yeah, so um, our vision was to create a 365-day a Environment and destination, and really a legacy in transforming an area ten miles from downtown. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, most of our majority of our fan base lives outside the perimeter. So Atlanta is a little different. Where, and we were we were not really in downtown. We were a mile disconnected from downtown. Mm-hmm. So we moved closer to our core fan base, but it was never about just building a new six hundred seventy-two million dollar. Baseball stadium. It was about building a bill, you know, and now eventually it'll be a $1 billion mixed use development. So it's got residential units. We've got 40 different retail uh, shops, including 22 restaurants, two hotels, an Omni Hotel, an Aloft Hotel that we're building. Wow. We've got 400,000 square feet of current office. We're adding another 600,000 square feet. So it'll be a million. Uh, square feet of office, a concert hall that's has got fifty concerts a year. Uh, so it's it's becoming the place that people go to. We'll have about three million visitors that'll come through there and this as, year.
0: As always, Mike, with these things, how do you pay for it? How was it paid for?
1: Yeah, so you know, big big separation between SunTrust Park, the ballpark, right, and, and the mixed use development. Right. When I sat down with the county and and really negotiated this public private partnership, I. I don't feel bold about saying that this goes down in history today as the greatest example of public-private partnership that has a return on investment to a government entity. To, a, to the taxpayers. To the taxpayers, because the, they're a participant in helping to fund at $300 million the ballpark. The Braves and a couple partners put up the billion dollars now to build the mixed-use development. Ballpark standing alone, stadium standing alone, public-private right. partnerships, they don't pencil out because mm-hmm. they're tax-exempt entities sure. that own yeah. it. So so you have to have this mixed-use development, which was always part of our plan. And just recently, now that we have hard data, hard numbers, we know it because we we control it all, right. we own it all. Right. This second year of operation, our net value to Cobb County and the schools is nineteen million dollars. So that's ah. at nineteen
0: million that goes yes. back into the county, and back the schools. in the county coffers,
1: and the schools are the biggest winners at right. about fourteen fifteen million dollars. And and like I said, the numbers don't lie. We have all the data. We know what gets sold there. We know the property taxes we're paying, and we're we're now the largest property tax. That's really amazing, like, because
0: normally these things never work out on the side of the city. <laughs> that it sounds good in theory, but right. never quite works out. Right,
1: and you know the city, for example, had a projection of eight point six million dollars a year that the general fund was going to pay for their debt service on the three hundred million. Right. That's already in second year down to four and a half million dollars because the other buckets are over-indexing hotels. Hotel tax, we drive over 100,000 hotel nights in that, that Cumberland submarket. So
0: Whenever I think of Atlanta, I think of traffic jams. i got to yeah. say, I mean, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. one of those things. It's, it's, a, it's a city that you drive through. Many people live there. The, the morning commute, the evening commute is a nightmare. How is it traffic-wise to get to and from this
1: So there were two venue? things when we made this announcement, and it reminds me of the 19 Olympic Games I've been to, money <laughs> wow. and traffic. So that's what everyone's like, oh, my God, don't bring that here. Right. We dealt with that with the, with this project, obviously. From a traffic standpoint, we knew how important controlling and managing that traffic was. Number one pe- reason people didn't go to games at Turner Field was they were not going to deal with the traffic. Go home after work, right. get your family, friends, huh. and then get back down in the mosh pit, I called it. <laughs> so we had a little bit of luck in this, that 90-acre that site at 75 and 285 that we ended up right. buying. right. The unlock was three pipelines, gas pipelines that went through it. We had to relocate those around mm-hmm. the perimeter of the site, but that's why the site was available. But also the state had already approved a $900 million Managed Lane project before we made the announcement we okay. bought the site that opened four weeks ago They're calling it the magic carpet ride it, two lanes in in the morning and two <laughs> lanes out at night and it's uh, it's been fantastic Terrific. The Governor the county all of us working together had another hundred million dollars of transportation improvements right around the site 40 million dollars of pedestrian bridges to get rid of conflict with cars and from our very first game traffic has never been an issue one time it's, hmm. it's actually worked. That's incredible. Exceeded yeah. everyone's expectations. And highly
0: unusual for Atlanta. It is. But
1: well, the other thing we did is is we we moved our game starts to seven thirty. Ah. So again, we we took data and said, look at the loads from five thirty, six thirty. They just keep getting le- less and less. So yeah. better access, um, six thousand more parking spaces, and we had a turn field with nine thousand less seats. So we knew mm. parking was always a problem. So. Don't move your problems, you know, down the road, up the road, and that's what right. we did.
0: So you have commercial. You have you have what you have commercial offices. You have restaurants. Yes. You have a, a, a movie or a concert venue. We do. You have residential as well.
1: We do. We have five hundred thirty-one residential units. And
0: are they so sold out or so selling out? Or? We're,
1: so they're they're apartments. Um, they're not condos, but we're ninety-four percent leased, <laughs> and we we opened the last units just last September. And, uh, if you're a Braves fan, what a location! Yeah, <laughs> we will like I said, we'll we'll drive three million people there for n- non-baseball this whole wow, year. Last, wow. you know, Christmas six weeks we had an ice rink in our plaza. We have a huge plaza that has about five thousand people. We play our you know playoff games and that. It, it's just it's loaded with people. Um, it's become a sense of you know a sense of place and once again a true destination. You mentioned that that actually the the capacity
0: of the new ballpark is. Almost what, ten thousand less than Turner Field or yeah, close it's, it's to, close to it, yeah. close to and it's been a is it been hard to get a ticket because the the Braves have been great this season. We sold
1: mm-hmm. out fifteen games this year. That's pretty good. We actually have uh, about sixty thousand higher attendance this year than we did first year with the first year ballpark. Oh. Now, some of that is we have a better team. You know, I mean oh, sure. four years ago we They're had to,
0: selling the tickets themselves. They yeah. are,
1: yeah. We got a young team, it's an exciting team. Yeah. Fourteen division championships. People got used to us winning, and it was kind of yeah. "Hey, wake me up when you get to the World Series." And <laughs> now we've got a lot of vibrant, mm-hmm. uh, vibrant interest again.
0: Do you? Um, it's a unique model. Do you have people from other cities coming to you and saying, "How did you accomplish this?"
1: Yeah. So we. Um, it's kind of interesting. We've had over one hundred teams from all over the world, including wow. cities, have come in the last eighteen months to see what Just we do. Just to built. do that. How did Just you to do Because well? no one ever did it before. No one ever did it all at once. Mm. No one created this public-private par- pri- partnership mm. structure where we were funding, you know, almost a billion dollars of out, out of our our equity and our debt to build this mixed-use development, knowing that that's what was going to pay for that the uh, the stadium. And then we built two and a half million square feet in thirty months. That's how quick we wow. went vertical. And it was it was a it was one of the hardest things I know I've ever done in my life. But it worked. Now
0: you're originally from Milwaukee, correct? Right? Yeah. So any any torn. Uh, Loyalties when it comes no, to baseball, I, the, I, the
1: I, Brewers are playing some great ball. They are, and I, uh, I tell my friends <laughs> that they're my second favorite team. Aww, so, very diplomatic. <laughs> no, so, true very story. Diplomatic. Very true story. My yeah. dad took me to my first baseball game in 1965 when I was six years old, and it was a Milwaukee Braves game. Oh. That was the first game I ever saw in person, and the next year they left for Atlanta. <laughs> Is that right? And now I have a key role in my first game ever of American baseball
0: was I came to New York saw the Yankees play the Brewers back in the day. Reggie Jackson hit two home runs. They won nine
1: one. So there nice. you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Brewers are pretty good this year. Yeah, I, they're I wish, very wish I wish them well. Those guys are all all our friends, and but uh, not not too much luck.
2: <laughs> well, you know, there's been you know the eyes in the sports world has been around mostly football and basketball football with the NFL with the kneeling that's drawn a lot of attention and their ratings have gone down yeah Basketball is one of the fastest-growing sports in the world. Their international model is really, really good. Right, and it seems like that the celebrity of the NBA athlete continues to rise. Yeah, but baseball will always be America's game. Yeah, what is your view of the state of baseball in America?
1: Well, if you look at the numbers, mm-hmm. um, the, you know overall numbers. I mean, you're still looking at 75 million people a year going to games. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a pretty good and impressive number. Yeah. We we believe what you do it is America's pastime. It's been around for a long, long time. One of the things that, that SunTrust Park and mainly the battery have done for our business is, I said this earlier today, because of Ted Turner, I worked for Ted directly for eight years, we're one of America's teams. Because mm-hmm. TBS, you could watch Cubs yeah. and Braves yep. everywhere in America. Yeah. Unfortunately, that that was skewing a lot older the audience that because you know you're in Oklahoma and you're going to watch the Braves or you might be 80 years old and that's your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For your business, you've got to find a way to connect, obviously, with younger generations and the battery drives a lot of young people to it. Our numbers continue to just go down as far as the medium age, which is mm-hmm. good. good. Um, and then connectivity. I mean, we we have multi terabit speed throughout the entire ballpark and the battery that comcast has put up there doesn't exist anywhere in north america and so kids want to connect they want to stay connected it's a social experience Mm -hmm. for them so we've had to we've had to look at our core fan base and Mm -hmm. say what do we do to accommodate them fix the parking fix the traffic make sure we have a great destination that goes beyond baseball so
2: what you're saying is that you know when you look at teams like the rays and you see these empty stadiums but yet you know you look at somewhere like the cubs and you see these Big state, you know they're they're sold out. So yeah. it's, it's polar opposites in some markets. But what you're saying for you guys, what you're doing, is the fan experience at the game it has after to be you're the. driving.
1: Absolutely, you know, winning helps mm-hmm. everybody. Sure, always. Um, yeah, when you're when you're 25 games out in the middle of July, it's not a <laughs> no recipe, it's not a recipe for a good you know, strong me. business. A Mets, fan, Mets fan knows. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring it up. You I mean, did. Now, come yeah. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, winning helps a lot, but also creating that. Yeah. great destination that, right. you know, it's 12 minutes now to get home at the end of the game instead yeah. of an hour because you're in just massive traffic. Right. And that. So mm-hmm. make things easier. Uber five years ago didn't exist. Yeah. We yeah. have thousands of drop-off and pickups a night. Um, so there's a lot of technology and the game's exciting and do things during the innings. And so there's, just a, there's a lot of things you have to do. And like I said, the battery is mm-hmm. huge. By 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a 7.30 game, the battery starts flowing. That's and it's just busy and they're there I know I have an apartment there, they're there until 2 o'clock in the morning I was going to yeah. ask you do you get a place have yeah. you got a yeah, place so there I, I, I knew somebody <laughs> yourself <laughs> so yeah So hey,
2: tell us connect us we might move down outlanders <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but that
0: means you live where you work which is not always well I, right? I don't
1: spend a lot of nights there my kids are really good at finding their I'm way I'm sure there, they so, are yeah, yeah. But way my, to go dad yeah yeah my son works for the team so he oh, spends a lot of, yeah. yeah he spends a lot of long nights that's there
0: too completely off subject but tell me about your Olympic history, yeah. Mike. I think it's fascinating. Yeah,
1: so, you know, I always tell people I, I did wear tights <laughs> yeah, I, went around, I, went around, I went around in big circles. I was an Olympic speed skater. Ah, and uh, I wondered where you were going with yeah, that. Yeah. But, yeah, so I was <laughs> on the Olympic team in Lake Placid with Eric Heiden. My brother oh, My brother my was gosh. on the team. And, wow. Yeah, so um, yeah, Eric won five gold medals. And I was just with Mike Yeruzioni and Jack uh, Callahan last night. Yeah. From the the miracle team. on ice. Yeah. Miracle on ice. Yeah, we saw every one of the games. And, you know, those two guys reminded me last night. They said, you know, we won Sportsman of the Year. But yeah. we always told everyone Eric Heiden was the true Sportsman of the Year.
0: Yeah, was, he was incredible. Yeah, just. It was and like I, the Mark Spitz at the speed. Yeah. Yeah, speed skating. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: I've been involved in the Olympic movement for 40 years of my life since then and traipsed around the world. And um, like I said, been in the last 19 Olympic Games. But uh, it's, been a, it's been a good and career. And you love it, obviously. Yeah. There
0: are some people – I mean – I
1: do. How can you not? It's yeah. the world's best competing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I – I, I work in the sports business every day. Yeah. Um, you know, I would never admit it, but you know, some days I'm like, "Hey, I would probably do this for free." You know? <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to admit that too loudly. We need to edit but, that you know, don't want to admit that. No, exactly. But no, you know, um, again, being part of this organization with the storied history we have with the Braves, and now being part of taking a vision. In an empty piece of property. And seeing it come and, to fruition and, and, like that. Yeah, and driving it and quarterbacking it and making it all I'm work.
0: Always what was Ted Turner like? He's such an interesting character. You worked with him for, what, eight years? Eight years. You said? Yeah. Was he difficult?
1: No, not for me. You know, Ted, um, he, knew what he, he had he wanted. high standards. Yep. Yeah. And my first meeting with him, I. He wanted to know where this big project, the Goodwill Games that he created, Russia, U.S., yes, and, yes. Yeah. and I came in and I blew the whole thing up. It was hemorrhaging forty million dollars every four wow. years, and well, I, that's didn't, no I good. didn't want to be part of that. And he asked me on a piece, he said, "Well, where are we at, pal?" And I showed him a blank piece of paper. Uh, I thought so that might be the last t- day I work because <laughs> <there. laughs> he said, "There's nothing on there." <laughs> I said, thing "Exactly," thing. and I went through twenty minutes of how I was going to change the whole thing, and there was dead silence. Which and, is unnerving. And that's why I thought, well, good, uh, thing, I, good thing I signed that four-year contract because yeah. <laughs> I think I'm done. And he said, uh, I said, look, I don't know what you wanted me to do here, but I wasn't going to come in here and BS you about what really this thing, where this thing's at. Right. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I got enough people doing that around here already. And from that day, he and I got along just incredibly. Just yeah. be honest. Yeah. 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 That's what he wants. And he, he, he... Let, he let me do it. He let me do wow. what I had do to, to wow. make the changes. Yeah. So wow. it was really good. So with
2: the new, back to the Olympics, I, the Olympic Games are going to be coming to the U.S., but it's between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. No, so that's the or, World Cup. I mean, the World Cup. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The World Cup. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. The World Cup is coming to the three countries. Correct. Right? And when I first heard that, I was like, well, that sounds crazy because you're go. that's so much traveling for teams, right? Yeah. And... Um, and with the Olympics and normally for the World Cup, or World Cup is a lot of times just a country, right? Yeah. But well, with fun. the Olympics, right. it's usually just one city, yeah. right? Which so everything's centrally based. What do you think of the World Cup coming to three countries, a whole continent? Seems kind of difficult well, it, to me. It,
1: you know, one, it's an expanded format. Remember, yeah, they're expanding teams. teams to forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. 32. thirty-two to forty-eight. Yeah, and I think there's ten games in Canada, ten in Mexico, and the rest, the other sixty, are all in in the mm-hmm. U.S. So. And you know, you're talking to a baseball guy, we travel every three days. We get on an airplane, yeah. we go they you know, they'll play a game on Monday and they won't play again until Friday. So yeah. I think they have enough time to really acclimate travels pretty easy now and mm-hmm. um, and it's a good way to spread the game I mean just like you said yeah. earlier NBA is doing it we're playing our first games in London next year mm. um, Which is amazing. Baseball.
0: yeah so you got the yeah. NFL in London you yeah have, it's, it's yeah. become yeah. Uh, is it a good deal for a city I remember Atlanta of course in 96 LA and 84 and uh, can you make it a go of it
1: because it's a you, very hard thing to host you, you, you have to control costs. Yeah. And the, what I've seen is the games become this catalyst to, like, fix up transportation. Exactly. And parks and right. schools like and Athens telecommunications. And the, yes. And, yeah. And if you – I know the numbers. I know how they work. If you stick to putting on a 16-day event and a 12-day Paralympic, you can make the revenue and expense work. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Peter yeah. Ubroth did a great job when he first yes. with, with L.A. and then But uh, – so that is the model. That is, it and that was a model. Done. That was a model in Salt Lake, and that was a model in Atlanta. We didn't. We didn't promise that we were going to fix up highways and that. Right. It was like mm-hmm. we're going to put on a great world class, worldwide sporting event here. Mm-hmm. It, Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, well, you know, we've had um, we've had Hugh Weber from the New Jersey Devils and the 76ers on yep. uh, present. And then we've had Al Guido, the president of the 49ers. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing that we also spoke to them about was the same thing that we we're talking to you about, was, you know, their development uh, side, how yeah. they're investing in other things. They have investments. In the community. In, in yeah. the community, yeah. investing in different companies. I mean, the 49ers had a whole, you know, like uh, lab of yeah. uh, of investing in small business right. or, or technology. Yeah. And then they also have investments in soccer teams in England. Right. Yeah. It seems like. You know, you guys with your community and the whole battery seems like that's the new, you know, a finger in every pie almost. It is.
1: I I mean, if you just look at. Your team portfolio of revenue—it's mm-hmm. pretty fixed. Yeah. It's yeah. called tickets and concessions and parking and local TV, radio, and mm-hmm. sponsorship. I mean, there's there's not much more to it. So, I always used to say in the old days, "Look, we probably make more money running a tool and die shop." I mean, you're just churning to just try to get yeah. to par every year, right? You either own your television networks, or you own or and or own your real estate and create a development because yeah. those two things done right can provide enough or additional revenue to support what your ultimate mission is, and that's winning. What mm-hmm. about
0: gambling rules are changing mm-hmm. across the country? Certainly in mm-hmm. New Jersey, this area, but elsewhere, yeah. that could be a, a potential source of, of yeah. revenue, well, big revenue. Baseball's yeah. looking at it, obviously, yeah. and,
1: you know, because of – some of the past indiscretions sure, of players. Of I mean, you've you got to keep that kind of separate. <laughs> Every yeah. sport. Yes, exactly. Just, just based yeah. sport no, exactly. What you're and with, yeah. with my Olympic hat on, I mean, it's the same thing that you Yeah, the, of course. The IOC's been looking yeah. at that extensively, yep. and soccer's had their issues. They and have. So, yeah. So I think if you can control the game and make sure that it's transparent and it's mm-hmm. still ethical, and, and you mm-hmm. know, if you can find a way that that's some jurisdiction around it, um, you know, it's probably going to happen. Could, I don't know when, but right, something will happen. Right, but it could be more revenue. Yeah, yeah it could sure. be a lot
2: more money. And with you guys, because it's not revenue share like the NFL, right? There's not a cap with spending. It could be really big, you know, for certain teams, you yeah. know? Yeah. So they, it could really, really impact you guys more than any other sport. Absolutely.
1: And it's happening. Yeah. And right now, you're not getting any piece of it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well,
2: so, you know, from a team perspective, could you see possibly down the road the possibility of a baseball team like the braves embracing it and having you know services in-house for someone a fan like us to go there and just bet on the game while we're there
1: you know i think first it's gonna have to be governed by the league mm-hmm. and that's right. why commissioner manford's you know he's taking a pretty uh controlled accent, you know uh, active stance on saying look no one's doing anything yeah. we're gonna we're gonna work this together in a collaborative effort where we are in Cobb County, I don't see us, you know, running a, a small casino type no. or gaming operation there. Yeah, I think you know we we said earlier today, in Georgia. There's some movement on casinos which mm-hmm. don't exist today. Mm-hmm. Different than New Jersey sure. and Vegas, but very um, different. You know, the, the world's changing. Mm-hmm. So.
0: You know, I, let me mention it completely off the subject. But when I first moved to this country, I moved to Los Angeles, and I used to go to Dodger games all the time. I kind of enjoyed them, but I found it fascinating coming coming from another culture that people would show up in the second or third inning. Yeah. They come down, they're loaded down with food, they get mm-hmm. themselves settled. When you are maybe the bottom of the third, they turn around. There's Frank and Mary and the kids. They have a conversation with them before you know it, it's the seventh inning stretch, and before you know it, they've left because they want to beat the traffic. Yeah, <laughs> I could not get past the fact that no one seemed to be really paying attention to what's going on on the field. Now, out in the East here, the Yankees fans, they're a little more engaged. right? Mm-hmm. How do you characterize the Atlanta Braves fans?
1: Um, i They're passionate. And yeah. They're emotional. Because on
0: the West Coast, it's a very, certainly yeah. in L.A., yeah. it's just a
1: whole different thing. I think, it's, thing. you know, games are a social experience. Yes, very There's much. There's no doubt about it. Um, and it creates this atmosphere and this forum to connect with, you know, corporate guests and your family right, and your friends. Right, and, I get and, that. Yeah, and so... But there is
0: a game going on. There is a game <laughs> yeah. going on.
1: I'd, I'd say our fans are much more attentive to the yeah, game. Yeah, pay attention. And so, yeah. Um, Appreciate
0: all the nuances of the absolutely. game. Absolutely. Mm.
1: And, um, you, you know, you need to pay attention, obviously, because yeah. things can happen quick. Now, fortunately, because of all this technology and the big screens True. and that you mm. don't miss as much anymore... But, um, Do you see kids
0: in all the stadiums now with their heads down, looking at their phone? Is that just part
1: of the deal? Yeah, it's it's part of it. I mean, you have to provide that opportunity yeah. for them, or they're not coming. Right? I mean, they are they are connected. We all know that. I mean, I don't I don't we have to all like are, it, to an but extent, yeah, but, yeah, we all the are. Kids, especially, absolutely. Yeah. That's why we have. There's nowhere in North America, I said, that has multi terabit of speed. It's so fast that forty one thousand people could sit in that stadium, Which watch the game, think about that, mm-hmm. and and they could all download a movie on their phone at the same time. <laughs> Yeah! Wow! Yeah! Last <laughs> year we did in our opening game we did thirty percent more output than the Super Bowl in in San Francisco that year, and it only used three percent of our total capacity. No way! That's how much horsepower Jeez. we have, and that was all because of Comcast. Wow. Comcast is our partner. Comcast moved their their Southern headquarters there with that doesn't a get in my employees. House. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> right now. it's it's fast. It's very fast. Yeah, <laughs>
2: well, you yeah. Know, Um I want to ask about um, player development because the model in baseball seems to be the only one in, in America. I'm not talking about mm. the soccer. It's a little different than the way you guys do over in Europe. But in America, it seems like you guys are the only model that actually works with player development. And basketball and the NBA is trying to expand into the, D, well, the G League now. Yeah. Um, what's your view on the player development? Do you think, you know, when you look at how many minor league teams, it's like, wow, there's a million, mm. it seems like, right? You know, yeah. do you think that you guys have it you know, well thought. Do you think it's something that the that the NBA should copy? What's your thoughts of it?
1: You know, uh, the progression. If you look at a player in in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. it's unusual to have a Ronald Acuna, our left fielder, mm-hmm. at 20 years old. I mean, those are the, those are the young superstars that are, have all this talent. You know, a lot of this, it's a four or five year process to either get out of college get out of high school and go through, he, the to, league to go system, through the, yeah, the minor system the game changes so yeah. quickly at every level and so all of us have give or take about 225 230 players in our system yeah and including our dominican operations mm-hmm. and and then six levels of minor leagues and you know i you say to people i think it's now up to seven percent of all the kids drafted that go all the way through the minor leagues, mm-hmm. only seven percent will ever put that major league uniform on. So
0: ninety three percent don't don't make it. That's crazy. No. I lived in Helena, Montana. I lived everywhere. Too. I lived yeah. in Helena, Montana, <laughs> yeah. and it was the Brewers. <laughs> Farm team there. Yeah, I remember AAA, that. Triple A. Yeah. And when I was there in 1988, Gary Sheffield was playing for the Helena Bros, ah. hit four home runs in one game. I think it was against Lethbridge or some yeah. some Sunset team. But it just shows you that wow. you can start at that level, work your way through, and become yeah. a superstar. Absolutely. But it doesn't happen, to your point, that often. No. Yeah.
1: No, those guys are they're three, four to an apartment. And exactly. on I mean, buses. Are, and, yes, and yeah, with yeah, no yeah. air conditioning or no heat. Yeah. Especially when you go from college. $25 a day yes. for meal money. Yes. And, yeah, it's
2: funny because you go from college, like when you're playing in the SEC, where you, know, you get – Life handed to you you know when you're playing baseball yeah. in the SEC, yeah. you're, it's like almost it's it's very close to not really, but you know it's a very nice lifestyle, and then you yeah. take a big step down from the minors in some points.
1: You do, you know. Yeah. That's you got you got to love the game. You got to know yeah. what the, you got to know what the game plan is. Yeah, you need to understand what the process is. Yeah. And um, and then don't forget it once you get it's there. It's kind
2: of like us television folks, you know. We got to, you got to see how <laughs> I'm hard is. the farm system. Yeah, <laughs> we're so, working on it. You said about the Dominican, uh, your Dominican operation. Yeah. And you know, when I mentioned earlier about how the NBA is expanding, you know, in Asia and Europe, mm. but it seems like that is kind of the next frontier, or, or maybe it's already. Past the frontier stage with you know Central America, the Caribbean, because I mean when you watch you know the World Baseball Classic or the Little League World Series, we love the Little, world,
1: that, little yeah. League. That, that's world the best, yeah. fantastic. Yeah,
2: that's you know it seems like the the growth over there is you know exponential.
1: Yeah, it's like I think thirty eight percent of the players come from outside the U.S. now, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a I big didn't chunk. realize almost yeah. four of ten. Venezuela, Amazing. Puerto Rico, Mexico, um, certainly the Dominican, mm-hmm. yeah. Korea, Japan. Yeah. You're seeing what you are know,
0: they eating down there? What's yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a different culture. Yeah, and it's one of here's an opportunity. I've got some talent, and I can I can mm-hmm. go so make, make myself, focus. make my family better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So uh, they're pretty hungry. They're pretty yeah. hungry.
2: Do you see yourself gr- like the the league? growing or trying to expand more down there as because the popularity is you know rabid down
1: there. It it is. Um I don't know I don't see that enough infrastructure, you know, revenue uh, mm-hmm. and, and support to to really have a team, you mm-hmm. know, be able to compete. Yeah, but Other, certainly
0: an area you know, rich in talent that you can. Oh, absolutely! You know, yeah, absolutely. The I, mean, yeah. 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 I mean,
1: uh, Simmons, um, right. mm-hmm. is a little island called Carousel. Andrew Jones, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, Simmons, um Simmons came from there. Ozzy Albee's Carousel. This little island, all I'm guys that have an incredible world. amount of talent. You yeah. know, so,
0: well, Mike Plant, we're almost out. Of time. I just want to thank you for coming here. I'm really fascinated by what you put together there, and I'm really thank mm-hmm. you. And it's it's really interesting that, as you mentioned, so many people from around. Well, all hundreds, over the world, all over the world, yeah. have come to you and yeah. said, "How the heck
1: did you do that?" Yeah, yeah. And I get also, I get asked as well as, "Would I ever do it again?" And I quickly say, "No way." <laughs> I mean, Quick, even I, it's not like they don't even talk to my wife because she would say, "No way." <laughs> it, it was hard, but we ba- built a great team of people. Everyone brought their A game every day. Everyone yeah. had a high standard of excellence, and everyone's got tons of pride because it is now the global leader. We'll yeah. leave it there.
0: And best of luck to the Braves, of Thank course. Thank you. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks a lot, Nice Mike to be Playa. with you guys. Good. Thank you so much. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you back here next time.